This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. You're listening to America's Off-Road Podcast. Brought to you by Off-Road Power Products. Fueled by enthusiasm, a passion for the outdoors, and a spirit of adventure, we drive the industry we love. Hello, everybody. Oh, goodness. We're recording already? Yes. Well, Hattie. For tuning in to another episode of America's America's Off-Road Podcast. Podcast. Brought to you by Off-Road Power Products. Off-Road Power Products. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. This is an exciting one. I like it. I don't do enough of it. I know you do a lot of it every chance you get. Oh, man. I dig it. We're talking winter wheeling people. Winter wheeling. Prep, tips, tricks, experiences, stories. It's super fun because right out of the gate, when I first did my winter wheeling trip with Coop yeah. uh, one year, I was like, okay, yeah, we're going to go like play in the snow. Yeah, It's not anything like that, at least the way we do it up here um, in the, the Pacific Northwest where we're at. a lot of snow. There's tons of snow. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, well, I shouldn't say someone. It's usually a Cooper. Just breaking trail. Yeah. Snow coming over the hood of a well, jail it, on it 40s. It depends on, on the type <laughs> of snow. Like sometimes it's coming over the hood and you're going fast because you're like, well, it's <clears throat> kind of light and fluffy and you just yeah. got to like hammer through it. And other times you're like, no, we got to go slow. Otherwise you dig finesse. in and it's no good and it's finesse. But yeah. It, it's awesome. Like, it's low impact on the rig. Yeah, which is really cool. Which is really fun. And you get to, like, challenge yourself. And I, I don't know. Call me crazy, but the amount of teamwork that goes into snow wheeling is kind of fun. It's a lot of fun. And it kind of almost, at least for us, when we get the four seasons, it, like, preps you for whatever recovery situations you're going to get into. Oh, yeah, because you're going to get into a lot of them. And, and usually they're – they can be a little perilous. I, I – I remember when you came out oh, yeah. and you were on the edge of that, <laughs> that cliff and we had to like winch you a little bit interesting. Yeah, it got weird. 
I've had a, I've had a couple of those weird. where we're like, okay, we're going to snatch block off of that over there because you can't go that way, and it's going to want to naturally suck you down that way. Yep. we got to pull you over here. And, and I think as far as an understanding of traction and tire pressure, nothing will teach you more than snow wheeling. Oh, that's totally the truth. And just to get right into the tips and tricks portion of it, the the probably the biggest thing I took away um, on the trip that I did with you in my ZR2 was food. Food, oh, yeah. Wait, got, no, that's me. Food. <laughs> <laughs> um, is tire pressure. And it's oh, yeah. it's crazy, crazy how much just three PSI will change, will change your, traction. your traction. And there's stuff all over the internet that you can see where they do test on you know, they drive with eight PSI and then they drive next to it with like five PSI. And you well, can and there's, see the bigger there's footprint. a tipping point for sure. Like you can get to a point where you've dropped too much and all of a sudden it's counterproductive because yep. the trade off. And this is the overall like debate when you're out there is how much ground clearance are you giving up when you drop tire pressure right. and what kind of snow is it? Because some of it you don't want to give up the ground clearance, especially on some like 40s with 17 inch rim. That's a right. lot. You could drop down a long ways, a long ways. Yeah. Um, but snow wheeling is super fun, mm-hmm. but there's also that, that little, um, I don't want to say fear, but it's almost like an excitement aspect. Cause one, there's always the potential to break down or break something when you're out wheeling Two, or just get cold. so stuck. You're like, right? uh, yeah. Yeah. And if your gear lets you down, then what? Yeah. Cause yes, it's cold exactly. and it's slippery. It's, mm. you know, most of the time you're up in a mountain or something where there's drops off drop yeah. offs on both sides so it's not there there's definitely a different excitement factor well, to and it. it it takes stuff that would be easy in the summer like a logging road right and makes it more challenging oh you you're part of that um kind of crew that does that um trip every year yeah to lake elsie yeah and there's <laughs> i've seen so many john snow like the, in his tundra oh yeah Whoa. that the burning snowman run with the mule right? boys yeah, like, yeah we have some fun doing that and and you see this video online of this tundra like at the top of this forest road essentially yeah. but he's going 20 miles an hour backwards, backwards like dodging like, oh, trees like that. in the ruts and and there he goes yeah it's crazy but Reverse it's, it's roller tons coaster. of fun because almost every single time you're testing recovery gear you're mm-hmm. testing your lockers you're testing all of the equipment that you probably don't get to use every time you go wheeling in the summertime right you're using almost every time when you go out. Um, when we all have that one buddy wheeling. that requires a lot of help. <laughs> that was an adventure. Yeah. <laughs> I, I overestimated myself on that trip. But there's there's a lot, I think, that can be said when it comes to winter wheeling as far as what items you should bring. Yep. Um, I, I know, Just watching you mm-hmm. over mm-hmm. the years, when we leave for a wheeling trip, in the summertime, it's like, let's hop in the Jeep. My recovery bag's in there. Let's go. And it's just my basic entry-level right. orange recovery bag with a 10-foot tree saver, and yeah. I have four soft shackles that I sure. throw in there. And I've I've noticed you're a lot more meticulous when you leave for a big wheeling trip that you know you're going to go. Wheeling Snow trip. wheeling trip. Yeah. Oh, it's it's there's yeah. quite a bit more to it. Snow wheeling trip, I have my, my base recovery bag because mm-hmm. that's good for winching. Um uh, the kinetic tow ropes are the money. They are where it's at. Those bubble rope kinetic tow ropes are perfect because no matter what size rig is with you, if it gets stuck, you're going to get them out mm-hmm. no matter what size the rig is trying to recover it because sure. you can just get so much kinetic energy. Those are great. But then, like for me, 
you always plan for the worst. So I have extra jacket, extra hat. I have um, gaiters. I have extra pants, insulated pants, and I have good mittens. And then some of the other things, um, fire starting gear. Right. I want to be able to start a fire if need be. Sure. This last snow wheeling trip I went out on, we, we started a campfire right in the middle of the that's right so in the middle cool. of the trail, and it was awesome. It yeah. was perfect. Hop out because relax, it was warm up. from when we started. The amount of elevation changed. There was probably a ten to fifteen degree change in temperature from where we started down low. I believe, it. and then went up high. There was enough of a change that the snow changed. We oh, probably cool. changed tire pressure three or four times throughout the day. That's crazy. Just because of the the it started the getting softer. Change in. Uh, Oh, we got an amber alert. I hate getting those. I hate those too. Yeah, those aren't those aren't any good. I mean, I like that they come out, and I always feel like we should all. Technology is amazing. Jump out and I know we're getting look around here around but us, but yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Mm hmm. Those are never good. No. But it's awesome that both our phones are on silent and it's like and then we know yeah now we know and now there's someone driving down the road that just looked over and saw that suburban and they're like that's the guy get him get him so (laughs) (laughs) snow wheeling that's never a fun text to get god no and they always like i don't know about you but anytime they show up i'm like Literally, I, I <laughs> don't want to jump outside and look. Like okay, the whole drive the, home now, I'm gonna be like, what looking kind of for car a suburban. Was that? It was a blue like, yeah. suburban. There it is. Jeez. Yeah. Being a parent these days is rough. Hmm. Um. Yeah. So snow wheeling and we got <laughs> Scott so total totally. sidetracked. I don't remember what, what was that. Oh no, I was talking about fire fire starting yeah. equipment. Oh, your last and trip. and some other other things that are bring along. I really like that. Um. Uh, silky saw. The oh, katana, man. the big one, because a lot of times you're going to have trees. Like this last trip out, we had one, two, three, three trees that had fallen from the weight of the snow over the over the trail. Those silky saws are the best replacement and for I, a chainsaw. You know what? This is it's it's always a debate because I have the guy that has the chainsaw with us, and he's like, "Oh no, I get my chainsaw." Usually, in the amount of time it takes for him to get the chainsaw, <laughs> that's my argument. Get the fuel. The fuel that's spilled all, all over, over the inside the, of your rig exactly. and smells funky, or and you're like, "Oh my oil. god, I'm 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 high," yeah, because of it. And bar oil, yep. and gets over to what you're messing with. You've already cut it down with the silky saw. It doesn't take a whole lot. And if it's a big tree, you're most likely already halfway through it. There's totally. We've cut through some dead oh 12 inch trees, massive trees in less than a minute. Yeah, with those things. Yeah, the live. silky the silky katana is the way to well, go. Well, not live, but dead standing. Oh, recently dead. I mean, they're, yeah. they're still green. Yeah. Yeah. And cut through those. No problem. Yep. And it doesn't take up any space and it doesn't require fuel other than you. Doesn't stink. Doesn't smell. You don't have to pull it 15 oh, times. And I tell you what, I've had a couple of times like we were out. I think the epiphany on the silky saw for me was um, it was a hangover run um, New Year's Day, like three years ago. And there was a tree across the um trail and it was like 13 degrees out it was cold <laughs> and um the tree was so cold that hitting it with an axe was like hitting a rock the moisture had frozen in oh it. yeah and it just like ricocheted cool. axe wasn't doing anything the chainsaw it dulled the blade in like no time <laughs> flat i was like holy cow we tried it with two chainsaws and that silky saw 
cut through it in like like butter. It, they're crazy. It's crazy. They are awesome, and they make them in different sizes too. Yeah, like no, I get know, the big one. Well, but I mean, like for like I mean, like it's the kind of the whole story of my life. <laughs> Bigger is better. <laughs> but you're not going to tell me otherwise. <laughs> Sorry, Kyle. But we've got a local a local area that they picked up a bunch of them. Beacon Hill, this mountain biking right. up by us, and they, and they make one called the Pocket Boy. That's only like I don't know. Yeah, it's great maybe for a mountain inches. bike. But you can strap it. But they make a whole bunch of different sizes. But yeah, silky saws are awesome. If you haven't checked those out. Mm-hmm. They are sharp. They cut fast. Yep. And that's also killer. something that I pack all the time on my UTV. And to give you an idea that the katana that Cooper's talking <laughs> it's about, like, it's yeah, like a twenty-four inch cutting yeah, blade. It takes up, if not like longer, that big around, and like, it yay. folds into the handle. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, they're cool. Um, one thing I like, I fortunately have not had to use one yet, but I know you have, and I know you have experience using them. Is the ARB Speedy Tire Repair Kit. Oh and yeah, I know it's not necessarily particular to winter wheeling, but I know that's always. No, like, I used it. I used it on pumpkin just last recently. Week. Yeah. yeah, those are really cool and yeah. extremely affordable. Oh no, and and we were out on burning snowman. We we figured out a whole bunch of new fun tricks. Oh yeah, with them like uh, like when you when you puncture a tire on a frozen branch. Oh <laughs> shoot! <laughs> and you're like, okay, I got to put those. And then anyone that's ever messed with one of these, you got the little um, strings. The little plugs. Yeah. You put them through the, the needle. You eye the needle, and then you punch it in. You pull it out and leave it in there. Well, what we found is when it's like 13, 14 degrees out, those, they don't vulcanize quite right. <laughs> oh. So something that's kind of nice to bring along. Also very nice for um, the survival aspect of it when you talk about, like, fire starting stuff. Yeah. But one of the guys had a little propane torch. Oh yeah, you preheat those little guys a little bit. That's brilliant. Pop it in. Good to go. Quickest, quickest install and seal ever. Like it comes off the tool easier. It sticks in there easier. Everything worked better. Like that was what saved it. Wow. And and just to play around with it, when I was doing the repair on uh, pumpkin, one of the tires, I got a screw at some point in time. Probably driving back from snow wheeling. <laughs> right, who knows but uh pulled that out it was leaking it was a slow leak nothing major but uh heated it up a little bit popped it right in like probably the the quickest easiest best fix i've i've ever done i was like oh wow that was cool there it's a cool kit and it's not a one-time use kit either no i mean you can awesome. depending on like when we were out on burning snowman it was a pretty good gash in the side of john snow's yeah tire we probably used 10 or 12 of those things. No kidding. But we That's, we sealed it up. And wheeled the rest of the weekend? Yeah. I mean, That's until awesome. the next morning when he realized that the tire pressure was too low and he rolled the whole tire off. The, <laughs> I was like, oh, well, that doesn't work. But, Which brings up the conversation of beadlocks. Beadlocks. <laughs> yep. Yep. Probably a good thing to For invest in if you're going to do some snow wheeling. wheeling. If you're going to do some snow wheeling, yeah, beadlocks are a worthwhile investment because you will be dropping tire pressure. And I've had times where, well, shoot, this last weekend I was at 4 PSI. Which is it? pretty insane for a 40. A 40 inch tire. Yeah. And 13.5? Yeah, no, it's, yeah, 13.5. 13. 40, 13.50, uh, 17 nitto trail grappler which i love that tire those tires are so cool and i, I center sight all of them yeah because they do better on the ice yeah you said is a pretty noticeable difference huge difference and they they last longer than 
Really? Yep, they wear better. Just because there's more flexibility in the rubber? Yep. Oh, you're not like interesting. You're not shaving off so much of it. So good to know. So for my my rig personally, the way I set it up, one, I like to keep it as light as possible. Yeah. Which and and I've gone over that extensively on pumpkin. There's not a whole lot of extra fluff added to it. Like I keep it light, no spare tire. I don't carry a whole lot of tools. I don't carry a whole lot of. I know how it works. I know how it it uh, functions. I know what the weak points are, and and it it just works yeah. really good. So, um, kinetic energy toe strap, which is nice when we were on that uh, um, burning snowman trip. Uh, I was hooked up with one of the uh, Tacomas and breaking trail because it was. Oh man. Let me tell you, it was it was an onslaught getting to camp. Like we were motivated to get to camp, but we didn't roll into camp till two a.m. But oh gosh, I would go as far as I could, and then it would just sink, and I couldn't stay on top of it. And uh, also, would he so pull he you would back? pull me back? That's brilliant. And then he would get stuck. And then as I was going forward again, because I could move again, uh, the kinetic rope. I would pull him out so that he could pull me no back, and it was just back and forth. And all the way no, to camp. Yeah, there's no shock load then on the on the vehicle. You guys got into some deep snow. Yeah, it was one. It was really weird. It was like it was like talcum powder with no bottom. Like you just couldn't get to it. Oof. So you just kind of like you just kept going. You'd get stuck on flat ground and be like, "What the heck just happened?" <laughs> <laughs> the other thing. I think along with those kinetic ropes that is a must have for winter wheeling is or snow, snow wheeling. Oh. Not a, not a, obviously, hopefully. A shovel. Uh, hopefully you've got a winch. Snatch blocks. Oh yeah. Like Oh no, for just like you had mentioned in case like, you got a like side pole. Totally, cuz there's so many when I got stuck when we were going, it it was a fairly flat straight road, but I was breaking trail in a smaller rig and, and it, it turned completely <laughs> to ice under the tires didn't work so wait well turned into ice and i'm turtled and every time we pulled straight backwards i just started sliding <laughs> closer towards to the edge. edge so and not not just one get like three snatch blocks so yeah. you can take full advantage of not only mechanical advantage with the winch and you're in snow and you're yeah. pulling against that but you can set up whatever pull you need to do um, winch extensions too. Winch extensions are an awesome one, um, which is I think kind of one thing that we've just added to our arsenal and our. No, we've had it. It's been in all of our recovery bags. Have winch extensions. I think we have two hundred foot for the UTVs well, too. For the well, the UTVs especially because those winches are smaller. They yep. don't hold a a whole lot. I think they're thirty feet or something. Yeah, it's not a lot. Yeah. It's not a whole lot. You're like, oh wow, we're already at the end. <laughs> right? I'm not even a quarter of the way to where I need to anchor. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Which speaking of winch extensions, soft shackles. Because they're where it's at. Not only is it just where it's at, but like don't bring and I'm not bashing on the metal clevis. Clevis, but some I've had you, the I've more had, a metal you can eliminate yeah. in that, it's weight. less not only less weight, but less projectiles if something does fail, mm-hmm. you know, I'd rather have a piece of rope. I don't know how many time I've pulled a metal clevis out to go and use and the eyelet that's on the, the vehicle that I'm anchoring to the clevis won't even fit through it. Right. I'm like, Oh, well that sucks. Yeah. That's pointless. That's the, a paperweight. The bubber rope soft shackle. Is Every time. The way. And they have so many different versions of it. Now you can get yep. super heavy duty ones. Um, 
You can get UTV rated ones. Um, Which, uh, let's be real, the UTV rated ones, with the <laughs> exception of the size, are probably strong enough to handle the full size vehicles. It's like crazy. it's crazy how much strength they have. Yeah, and you get one, and it's like it's rated for like fifty five thousand pounds, like, and you're what? like, what? I bought this for my nine thousand pound truck. Well, yeah, <laughs> right. So those are awesome to have um, along with all that. But I, I think recovery is a big. Oh, for sure. A big one when you go out snow wheeling. Yeah, not getting stuck permanently is always good. I don't yeah. like freezing. And and as much as, like, even the max tracks, there's there's certain times where you just get to a point where you have to get the winch out and you have to pull somebody yeah. because there's you just get so deep in that snow that that's kind of what happened with and they me. And they don't do anything. They don't, yeah, it's just you are so turtled on the I snow. I think that was fun, though, because um, – we learned a lot about those max tracks that day. Yeah. They're very, very awesome tool to have. There's on a learning curve with them, though. For sure. There definitely is. It worked really good as a shovel. I was surprised at that. You can move a lot of snow quick yeah, with those max tracks. Yeah. They definitely have multi-purpose to them. I carry a little snowmobile shovel. A little collapsible aluminum one. Doesn't weigh a whole lot. Just as a... That's the nice thing is with with stuff like that, you can break ice and stuff if you need to. Right. Um, I mean, if as long as the snow is light and fluffy, um, Max Tracks can dig pretty quick with those. But yeah. if it's icy, yeah, you're definitely going to want to have a shovel with you. No, you're going to want a winch. And a winch. <laughs> yes. Yeah, snow wheeling, sponsored by Warren. <laughs> Go prepared. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I Have you ever snow wheeled with Howitzer? Uh, yes. Yeah, that, I have would be a fun truck because that thing is like talk about the ultimate like yeah, recovery rig it's, and everything but right because you know, it's front and 10, winch, front pounds, and rear, but but yeah ten thousand. that's pounds. a heavy truck oh my gosh but i i would imagine a front and weir weir a weir <laughs> rear winch <laughs> would be pretty rad to have when you're out right snow wheeling yeah for pulling uh zr2s up behind you that's me yeah, that's me. Uh-huh. Too, getting Sometimes you got to pull your buddy up the hill, towed up the road. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else you got with snow wheeling? What other, what other uh, recommendations? Do, do you Go have? play. Go do it. It is fun. It it for me it was that the excitement level, not only going up but even coming down. It's the, something different. Everything changes. Um, and like you said too, you're really like putting your skills to the test. Yeah. Like you you could go do any trail you want when it's nice and dry and oh, sticky yeah. and grippy. Um, but you come up, it, it go to anywhere where there's snow, and it you have to drive completely different. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, and like this last Saturday, we went to uh, – we are going to Bloom Peak. And uh, at the bottom of the hill, it was all slushy. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is going to be a long day. This is going to be rough. <laughs> and uh, we were aired down. I think I started off at uh, – Oh, eight PSI. I was like, yeah, we'll start here. See, see what it feels like. Knowing good and well, I was probably going to end up changing tire pressure. And about halfway up, the snow changed and dropped it a little bit more so I could stay on top of it. By the time we got to the top, we'd gone through the slushy melted snow to the had been melted and refrozen kind of snow oh, into no. the haven't ever melted we are completely talcum powder type snow like if you get any tire spin you will sink (laughs) um which was kind of comical because uh well lenny was with us (laughs) and he had an ls and like 43s or something and he was so stuck all the time (laughs) 
<laughs> I think I saw a photo of that. Yes. Yeah. I think everyone saw that photo. <laughs> with the this nice sweet JL and a JK. He was in his JK with the Bubba Rip LS headed back two. to the LS three. Six point two liter. That's red. Cool Jeep. Sounds awesome. Those tires gotta go. But <laughs> those tires were not the right tire. Well that I mean we had them at three PSI and they were barely bulging. I'm like, oh my gosh, those are so hard. Thick. Yeah, you're that's not what's gonna... cool about Nitto. I mean, and I think it says a lot with their tires. Um you this is the first rig you've ever owned that you pretty much don't run a spare on it. At least your yeah. first like hardcore wheeling. Well, rig. I've committed to the lightweight. Yeah. Like it's it's that whole you have that conversation, what did I break? Because I brought so much stuff with me. Yep. And now I'm like, okay, well, let me just try and not bring so much stuff with me and see what happens. Yeah, which brings up another good point, too, that that I didn't really re- realize because it was the first time I had actually taken the ZR2 that I have out snow wheeling. I didn't take my rooftop tent off. I didn't take my gear pods off. I didn't take your late rack. You had so everything. heavy. But it never, I never really noticed that when I was going down, like, forest roads and stuff. No. I get up into the snow, and there's people just walking around me because I'm so heavy. You're anytime sunk. I just sink anytime I get any momentum. Yeah. So it, it, that brings up a good point. If you, if you have the capability to lighten your rig, definitely do it before you go snow wheeling, especially if you know you're going to get into some deep snow. It's yeah. just going to make your life ten times easier. And I, I, it's one of those things, like, different experiences make you better all around for sure so the more like uncomfortable situations you can put yourself in the more skill you have for other things like there are guaranteed things that i've taken away from snow wheeling yeah that are using regular wheeling that make it all yep easier and there's a whole nother conversation to be had with the side-by-side wheeling in the oh snow oh my gosh that that is fun Yes, just like good gear. There's <laughs> yeah. good gear. <laughs> you see the snowmobilers. You are exposed. You're you're essentially snowmobiling, but it's not a snowmobile. Yeah. So yeah, and their tires are a really big one. Yes. <laughs> uh, but but a lot of the same principles apply. Or apply. Apply. I'm crushing it with my words today. Uh, you are a, a lot of the same principles apply as far as if you can run bead locks, run bead locks. Yeah. So you can lower your air pressure, mm-hmm. make sure you have a wench, wench extensions, especially on those like Cooper oh, mentioned, gosh. they have a smaller drum. So it's smaller rope yep. or a smaller amount of rope that you can put on there. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But same thing. I mean, we, in fact, the day I got stuck, there was a bunch of guys up there. Um, in fact, right UTVs. after you towed or pulled me out, yeah. you had to pull one of the, the UTVs Well, that was out. only because... So when you stop when you're snow wheeling, so your tires, they the friction, even on the snow with it being cold, mm-hmm. they generate heat. Sure. So what you'll find is like you'll stop and that heat will melt the snow and then you'll sit there long enough that it'll refreeze. Now you're just sitting on solid ice. So that little area where you kept going back and forth. Yeah, and just turned creating into ice. ice. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, that poor UTV just... Tried to go on it and the slid weight, right. Yeah, because yeah. it was all all sloped off the edge. Yeah, which was not a small drop. <laughs> no, it was pretty good. Pretty good drop. It was <laughs> a lot of pucker factor. But it's it's you you made another great point. You do when when I finally got home and came back and you know tomorrow's another day. 
the, it is a huge confidence builder. Oh yeah. Like when you get when you do get stuck, when you do have to get your winch out, when you do have to get into some sort of recovery situation. Oh, this is why I have good gear. And then you get to the bottom of the hill, you're like, oh wow, all that stuff paid off. I actually used everything. My truck's fine. Nothing's broken. Mm-hmm. I'm driving home, and you learn a ton. Tons. Um, because there, it definitely was stressful for me. Like, and I remember you coming up to me. You're like, Just we're having breath. fun. Just relax. We're not gonna. Fine. <laughs> yeah, it's totally fine. And and it's it's so true. And that that's what I enjoy about the snow wheeling is the excitement level and the confidence you get when you get back off the trail. Yeah, because you're gonna use your gear. Yeah, you're gonna use well, your you had no gear. choice because I would have left you. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I would have been walking down the mountain like, like hey drop a pin S-O-S. i'm gonna go get a meal because i can and then i'll come back thankfully we got sammy's before we went yes. up the mountain yeah i bring lots of water lots of food just yeah. in case uh extra food just in case yep and all the other standard typical stuff apply that we're constantly talking about bring an air down tool make sure you have an air compressor so yeah. when you do get off the trail you when can air this back is up. definitely one of those like we're we've moved past the basics we're onto a little bit more advanced yeah like you don't just jump into you know what i'm gonna go drive in the snow because you your opportunity of getting you into a lot of trouble is a lot higher and totally and you can get yourself stuck to a point that you're just like i I literally can't do anything. And I don't want to be that guy that is ill-prepared and has to hike out of there. Like, we have a Garmin in reach that lets us SOS or text message, let people know where we are. I let people know ahead of time what trail we're going out and when when they should see me. Like, at what point in time they should maybe get worried. At this hour is the panic hour. Yeah. Yeah. And I have extra stuff, whether it be extra clothing. Like, I, I usually bring my Carhartt insulated bibs. I usually have my muckers my uh yep. my snow boots um i have gaiters i have extra socks i have my gloves i have my jacket yep i i usually have quite a bit of extra gear for that i don't I, the last thing i want to do is be cold for sure if something happens to the rig and i'm out there by myself for a while i want to be able to start a fire and i want to have warm gear on and yep. i want to have food because those are the things that are going to keep you alive exactly and make sure when you hit the trailhead you have as much as you can have a full tank of gas because you're going to lose use oh, a lot more gas, a lot more fuel than you think you will. Yeah, it's it's not like oh, this is only it six brings miles up long. the new diesel jeeps. <sighs> wow. Yeah, we've got a, an episode coming up on a really rad Jeep JL with a diesel that mm-hmm. uh, we built. Um, yeah, that'll be a cool one. I was just talking about a snow snow wheeling trip today that would be slick with pumpkin the diesel JL. Um, Spartacus and Howitzer. Yeah. Like an overnight snow wheeling camp trip. That would be epic. Mm-hmm. And that's the other thing, too, which, I mean, we could There are a lot of other forever. things. There are, but, like, if you plan on, if you're doing an overnighter, like, you never know. You could wake up to an extra two uh, feet of snow. Easy. And. Guy, I hope so. That would be so awesome. You, <laughs> no, you love it. And you better have the gear to get through it. Yeah. Um, like, I've been in some snow that it's, like, difficult to go down downhill yeah you're like which is you should have gravity working with you that should help you oh i've had it be difficult going downhill in the snow and that is it it was almost more white knuckling for me going down than it was going up yeah because it's just oh well sometimes it's a big trust fall (laughs) like oh well we're going this way now but if you want to put your skills and your equipment to the test yeah Go do some snow wheeling. It's tons of fun. And the cool thing with the snow wheeling is you can do it to 
essentially whatever level you're comfortable yep. at. I mean, check your forecast. See what where there's snow, where there's not snow. When you get to a point on the going right, up the mountain, I just look outside. And I'm like, just it's go, snowing. It's I'm going. Scary watching you break trail, <laughs> wow. seeing a jeep on 40s, and all you see is just <laughs> white dust everywhere yeah it just depends on what the snow's like but it's so much fun um so if you ever get the opportunity definitely go snow wheeling if you have gone snow wheeling hopefully we threw some pointers your way um but yeah at the end of the day it's really about recovery and being prepared learning more comforts and yeah i guarantee it all gets easier guarantee you you walk away with more confidence and you will learn something almost every time you go out there because nothing is ever the same when it comes to snow wheeling Uh uh-uh there's no other than it's always awesome it's always fun yeah that's the guarantee so if you got questions on gear or uh you're looking to set your rig up give us a uh a shout give us a jiggle yep i'll most likely be one of the dudes picking up the phone we'll love to help you out or if you have questions or want us to talk about a specific topic on a future episode shoot us an email at podcast at offroadpowerproducts.com As always, however you listened or watched us, we appreciate you viewing and give us a rating, five stars. We'd love to have it. And we'll see you on the next episode of the podcast. Booyah. See you.